You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no sound. Hello dear listeners, welcome to a happier Achtung Millwall than maybe um, we've had for a little while. Joining me to chew over the cud of last night's excellent 2-0 win down there at Plymouth. Very special guest. All the way from Perth in Western Australia, I nearly put on my worst Australian accent for him, it's Jimmy Webb. How are you doing Jim? Yeah, good Nick, thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah Perth, Australia, but currently uh, sitting at my dad's house in Abbey Wood. It's <laughs> a long way, a long way to come. Uh, and from the western reaches of England, the man himself, it's Mr Fizz, it's Neil. How are you doing, mate? Well, I've had, you know, I've had worse evenings watching Mill. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be chewing over last night's um, mixed bag of a result. I mean, uh, we'll come on to that in a, in, a, in a moment, listeners. But as you all well know, each for each show this season... We are doing a question by our, our partners for the season, punditgames.co.uk. Wonderful board game. Christmas is coming. Check out their website. I can recommend it. It's a great football quiz game. You score goals by answering successive questions correctly, if you can. Um, and it's, it's great fun. And as, as we've done in each edition, um, we, we try and give um, a taste of the question. So this is today's question. I bet these two get this reasonably quickly, put a bit of pressure on them. This is um, an England in the 90s related question. And the question goes, this uh, player is a shoo-in in the Arsenal back line. This fullback was steady, solid and left everything on the pitch. To those of us who are a little younger, he's more recognisable for criticising Manchester United most weeks on match of the day. His career took in 458 appearances for Arsenal between 88 and 2002, 25 goals. Previously with Stoke City, 71 appearances, five goals. Berry, um, 45 appearances, six goals. Yeah, Chester, yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chester City, I didn't know this, uh, 51 appearances for Chester and started out of Burnley in 82-84 with four appearances. Played for the English national team 22 times, scored one goal between 1990 and 1999. Um, an Arsenal hero in Stoke before that. I think everyone around this table is of an age to get the answer to that. But we will give the answer to the that, that particular question at the end of the show, if you haven't got it already. I think that's going to be younger listeners who might not know of his playing career. Um, but we'll come back to that later on. Um, Jim, let's start off with you, mate. I, 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 I was looking at this fixture at the start of the season, thinking that that would be a trip I'd like to make. I've never been to Home Park in Plymouth. Have you been down there before, mate, in, your, in previous times? Have you ever been to uh, Home Park? Yeah, I think yesterday we were trying to work out. I reckon that's probably about the tenth time Have I've you? been there. Yeah, so I've got a my, my wife went to university down there. Right. Okay. So she's when when we were living here, and she had a loads of friends live down in the West Country. So we'd often pop down, and for some reason, I always managed to do it when Plymouth were at home, so she could go off with her girly mates, and all the <laughs> all the husbands would go just watch the football on a Saturday afternoon. So yeah, I reckon that was I think that was about number ten for me. But I've seen me all there. I think that's the fourth time I've seen Millwall there. Um, right, okay. Uh, it, was, it was one that I had in mind. I'd love to have gone to. Then they made it a midweek away day, and I thought, well, that's the end of end of that. I have to watch it on on the Millwall TV stream. Um, I mean, Neil, last night's team. I must admit, when I saw the the team announcement pre-game, I, my heart slightly sank because I didn't see much that was changing what had been a fairly depressing run of, of results lately for the Lions. Um, apart from Wes Harding coming in for, for Murray Wallace in the back line, 
it was fairly uninspiring, I thought, to start off with. But um, I mean, the first half was a bit of a back, you know, on the back foot. But they, they, I thought, defensively speaking, we just about held on for grim death last night, didn't we? Well, we were solid throughout. I thought, yeah, I think defending wise. Well, it was a strange kind of game. They almost play a game of strictly come passing, don't they? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, they pass it very quickly. They do. And if they can rip you open, you're absolutely shafted. But we stuck to our task quite doggedly last night. I thought thought the side, when he started it, was the right one. He needed to uh, bring in Danny McNamara because I think that... uh, Norton Cuffey, Norton Cuffey. Yeah, would actually have ripped Norton Cuffey a new one down that right mm. side. I think there would have been too much space in behind. Yeah. I think he looked at the game, and we spoke about it on WhatsApp, I think, before the game, where it's Gary Rowett at his best, really, isn't it? He's getting flack from all sides, and he'll suddenly pull out a formation and a performance or a performance that will get his arse out of fire. And that's what he did last night. He did. I mean, Jim, um, you were at the game on, on Saturday. I couldn't make it down to the den Saturday. But um, I've been making a joke about the man they couldn't hang online. Um, I don't. I think Gary Rowett must be one of these frustrating people that does my head in that has to be forced and dragged to a solution when most of us are calling for similar kinds of choices, but somehow he has to be dragged there. But, you know, the contrast between Saturday and last night was quite immense, mate, wasn't it? Well, it was, but Fizz, I don't know whether you realised, but I, I was, like, listening, and after, I think it was about 10 minutes, and the first chance of row at your football was shit started coming out. I think there was just, a, like, a dodgy pass or something. And, and, and as we said, they're incredibly fast, Plymouth. And hassling, and we weren't getting any play, and we just seemed to be resorting to type, you know, hoofing it and hoping the best again. And yeah, the first chance I looked at the clock 10 minutes into the game, and I was like, some of these people are, I reckon, are here purely to hope that Mill will get tonked and, and that's the end of Rowett, you know. So, yeah. Um, and then, and then, as as Fizz says, you know, they they had lots of huff, they had lots of puff, but they didn't have much effort at the end of the day, really. A couple of shots that Bart's saved. Uh, you know, reasonably comfortably because he, he didn't didn't really have to do a diving stop. A lot of the shots went went straight at him. So, yeah, lot, lots of effort for uh, for Plymouth Argyle and and but but very very fast, very yeah. Fast. I mean, I was struck. I mean, obviously, I was watching on 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 stream last night, and annoyingly, if you're listening, Carl, your voice was about a f- half a second ahead of the video. So every time any incident happened, you kind of got a half second pre warning that they either missed. Or when we scored, it was all right, I suppose. But for yeah, some welcome reason... to my welcome to my world in Australia. That's what it's that's what it's like. I, I haven't got the lifestyle. I haven't got the I haven't got the place. I haven't got the, I haven't got the... all the plus points there, Jim. Last night, Nick. Yeah, yeah. No, we we we've um, to our folly. We haven't got the red button. We've got Now TV, which is again, I don't recommend to anyone it's out there. Cheap Sky, you've got Nick in it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I was actually I paid a tenner to listen to Carl on on um, on the Mill TV stream, um, and it, as I say, it was annoyingly ahead. But that that aside, I thought Plymouth. Um, I mean, had a couple of shots almost from the off. I mean, I think it was inside the first or second minute. Bat, uh, Bart was batting away. Shots. And I thought he did quite well across a half where um, they do move the ball quickly, 
Plymouth, and I thought they could look quite dangerous if if they get that early goal. Then they look like the kind of side that would turn it up from there. But we we held them at bay. There's another little spell about the 25 minute mark when they had a few shots, which again we 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 kept out. But largely speaking, as the half wore along, boys, I thought we did an increasingly strong job of looking in control. Um, maybe we weren't threatening too much, um, but we certainly didn't look terribly in danger. And I think that's row that's, that's rowet ball, isn't it, Neil? I mean, that, that, that you know, the defensive tightness that's gone missing suddenly came back to him last night. Yeah, one thing I would like to pick up on was was that when we were on top in the first half and we did have two or three pretty good chances, didn't we? But mm. the only thing that we were lacking was a bit of end product. Mm. And I thought that we could have been one or two up by half-time if we'd have actually have had a man in the box who yeah, was about eight foot tall because that's what... because. Of, because that's where the crosses were going, weren't they? They're going straight over everyone. Was going from right to left, left to right, kind of thing. And I think yeah. Ian Fleming completely fluffed his lines on the edge of the box, didn't he? Once, but it was a much tighter Millwall defence display, as you say, Nick. And I think that Mr. Harding had an awful lot to do with that. I thought he was outstanding mm. last night. Absolutely brilliant. I thought he was a contender for man of the match, Jim, personally. I mean, I've actually picked a few, a few out, but Wes Harding, I thought, was a, a strong call. There's no contenders. Wes Harding all the way. Absolutely. Mm. You know, it just made such a difference. And, and Fizz, I don't know whether you noticed as well, he sort of was almost organising the back where Cooper's the captain and maybe should be sort of doing that. But he was doing a lot of the organising and telling people where to go, almost playing the captain role. You know, give him the armband as far as I'm concerned. If he's going to do that and organise the defence to the point where Plymouth couldn't get through, yeah, well, you know, have it. the experience that he had, he could just show Yeah, 100%. Yeah. noticed last night, actually, was that Cooper wasn't that vocal. No. Yeah? And you need a vocal captain. You need a captain who's going to be in amongst it, uh, in their faces, put his body on the line. And Cooper does all of that, but he just didn't seem to be that good at organising or that good at, at doing the vocal stuff, as you quite rightly say. But Harding was absolutely magnificent. I don't think Cooper's ever really been that kind of player. I mean, I I, I like Jake Cooper. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not here to 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 slag him, but I don't. He's not a leader, and I think he's a great assistant in the defence. But he does need someone alongside him. Hutch being the obvious um, name that we've had for some years, although he's starting to, you know, creak a little bit as as, as father time uh, creeps up on him. But I think if if Jake Cooper has a has a has a manager alongside him, so to speak. He's an improved player. He's not someone that you'd put in charge of the defence. And I think that, that choice has not done us any favours for a while now because we look so fragile in defence, um, but not last night. And I put that down to Wes Harding. Why he's not been picking him, boys, I, I don't know. This is another Rowett, um, you know, criticism, isn't it? This this stubbornness of team selection. Yeah, but I think he likes Murray Wallace, doesn't he? So, so a Murray goes in unless it's almost last resort time and he stumbled upon a formation that worked pretty well. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but that's... Again, again, he's like Adam and the Ants and the, they, they jump off the, the gallows. <laughs> which, which one was that? Was that standard deliver, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. He leaps off the gallows. Um, he stumbled across a formation. 
I want to talk about the second half because we, I mean, we, I've written down at nil-nil that we were holding on just in brackets. Second half, I thought we looked a lot better, a lot stronger. They had a, a shot, um, uh, Bart saved, tipped over the bar from distance. But then that was followed by the goal, Jim, and that was a really, really nice move. The pass through from Watmore to find Zian, I thought was a thing of beauty. I was looking at it just before we started speaking today. Yeah. Really nice goal. I want, to, I want to take credit that goal because I said to my boy about <laughs> about five minutes, five minutes before that, and Plymouth are just going to score at any minute now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> So I'll take credit. So, but yeah, you have no. it. that, that, that one's Jim's. Um, but a, a be- beautiful ball straight down the middle, Neil, and I thought that was perfectly weighted. And and you know we've we've been quick to have a pop at Zian Fleming for not playing to uh, you know the, the player that we've seen uh, last season. Um, but he really really tucked that away nicely. That was that was done with a plomb one nil. I think we showed Plymouth how you play fast football. Then. It was a fantastically weighted ball straight in between two defenders from Duncan Watmore, who I thought ran his bollocks off last night. He was magnificent for us. Picked up an injury, which which hopefully isn't serious, but it was a fantastic ball through. And it was, that was a classy finish. That was mm. because it's very easy to sky them over the bar, isn't it? But yeah, or just stri- or knock them straight to the keeper. Yeah, yeah. 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 just a little dink over the top of the goalkeeper, and then poor old Zion was confronted by me celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That was his reward, Fizz. That was his reward, mate. <laughs> a, a big hug off of Fizz, listeners. If you can picture that. Uh, one nil Millwall. Um, I mean, after that, Jim, we looked pretty much in control. It was like a—I I said online today—it was like a weight had been lifted off our shoulders. Like suddenly, you've been unburdened. We looked much more in control from there onwards. Yeah, I, I must admit, I just thought that once we went one up, I thought that I thought that was it. And he, and he changed the tactics, shut up shop, brought on about six more defenders, didn't he? And, just, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I actually thought once we went one up that we weren't going to lose that game. You no. know, but in, in yeah, it was uh, it was almost a good old fashioned Millwall performance where you go up one nil away from home, shut up shop and and let's get let's get home as quick as possible. That is Gary Rowett. If anyone there yeah. listening has ever wondered what Gary Rowett dreams about at night, it's that uh, being one nil up at a place like Plymouth on a midweek night with a, a, a you know as many defenders as he can muster now on the pitch. Looking in control, looking to game manage the uh, the rest of the match out. Yeah, which one we did, thing I did I... notice about the second half was we were far more physical. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. We put the foot in. Yeah, we tackled for everything, and I mean everything. Even if it was, uh, yeah, well, even if the ball had gone, somebody was flying in, weren't they? Uh, mm. uh, well, it was almost as if somebody had woke them up at half-time and told them, look, well, you've got to put your foot in on this lot. They won't like it. And they didn't like it. The crowd started to get on our backs in a woke kind of Plymouth way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even even Pilgrim Pete stopped giving us abuse. Well, you know, so... Yeah, well, where they start singing, we always get shit refs. We'll come up to South East London. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we in, we came. But, uh, but we actually got more physical. And as you say, it was a more 
typical Millwall performance and everything that encapsulated. Yeah, we were yeah we were really dogged. We yeah we were more physical, and I think absolutely yeah. Well, Jay- and 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 we didn't play hoofball. No, no, yeah, we no didn't, it was that no. as well. Like it was very rare. Did a long ball go over? You know, it was it was passing was wasn't them wasn't short sharp one two one two, but the passing was a lot less than the let's let's hoof it and hope that that some like the couple of games that I've been to so far this year is uh, what it just seems to be looks like. So, we've been playing long ball to well Tom Bradshaw's not been around the last couple hmm. of games, but we've been using him as our target man. But I agree with you, Jim. Last night. Our passing was in the second half, particularly was was crisper. We kept it on the deck because we've got good players. I, I mean, again, this is the frustrating thing with Gary Rowett. We've reached this kind of stage of um, mutual um, uh, what, 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 you know, divorce almost. Um, only for him to stumble into the idea that hey, we've got good players. That if you play the ball on the floor, you know, we've got the likes of Fleming and Denor, another player I want to mention. Um, these these are quality players. They can pass the ball, and we were finding men in space. We've mentioned the goal from Zian already, which was a beautiful move down the middle. Um, but also the physicality. If you if you if you if you can marry that together, a bit of skill and a bit of physical, then you're going to be a loved person at the den because that's all we want to see. I've, I've, I've noted just mentioning Wes Harding earlier on, chaps. Um, there's a fantastic challenge. I've, 89 minutes. I've noted here. Uh, Plymouth were through on a breakthrough, and there was a beautiful challenge, absolutely a thing of beauty by Wes Harding. He took the ball off of the Plymouth player as he was breaking in into the box, um, and took it, you know, away. And I thought that was a real quality challenge. I mean, why he's not been playing? I, well, we've, we've touched on that already, but that was that was a moment last night. But that was um, the moment when you knew we're not going to lose this. Yeah. That was, it was, the, that, that it was, was the, just getting a bit ahead of steam there, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half a second and that, that would have been a penalty if he missed time that. But he, that was obviously at the opposite end to where we were. And from there, you could tell it was a fantastic tackle. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And at that point, you go, we ain't losing this now. Yeah, but the game no. changer, I thought, for us winning it, was actually them not getting a penalty. They were screaming all day long. That Sam should have had. This was they showed this on the um, obviously showed it on the TV because um, I think they thought that their player had made a run through and had been tripped, but he actually fell over himself. I think yeah, he, he fell over his tripped. own feet. It's, yeah. it's right. Oh, so I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen the highlights. Well, so, yeah. the Sam vlog last yeah because you came home and I wanted to watch the highlights of it, but can't yeah. find the highlights. No, you can find the WSL. And all kinds of <laughs> shit that Sky put up. You can watch the Millwall goals on, play on Sky's website, and they don't bother telling you anything. Millwall don't put them up. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, but I saw a fan vlog, and it looked well, if he actually tripped himself up. Indeed, he clipped his own heel as he was running oh. through. Through momentum, he clipped his heel. He's gone over, um, but he claims a penalty. Um, the referee, I thought, did a good job last night, Jim, because, you know, many's the referee that would have thought, oh, well, you know, penalty. But um, he didn't give that, and I thought that was to his credit. To be quite honest, he was... Did you? Yeah, but he was absolutely... Yeah, well, I came back with the referee, and uh, they were moaning like fuck about him. Uh, but to be fair, I thought he was very quick to get his cards out. He couldn't, yeah, but he couldn't wait to book a few players... Well, that's true. All right, we'll fuck, we'll fuck him then. <laughs> I thought I thought he'd done well not giving that penalty, but anyway, yeah, we did um, well not giving that penalty. But 
it was littered throughout that he wasn't giving stuff. I don't know if Jim thought. Yeah, what did he book? Did he book six six Millwall players? Did he book last night? Yeah, you know, and... yeah. we're always going to be we're always going to be picking up cards, Jim. I thought you know, an away day to Plymouth. Um, we've mentioned their starter play already. I mean, it sounded like a decent atmosphere, there, certainly at the start, and then it got more fraught as it went along, but. I just it's, you're always going to get if you're going to play a physical style, you're going to pick up bookings. So, you know, to some extent, I take the point. I won't I won't overpraise him. What I do want to praise though, Jim, is that second goal. That was wonderful. <laughs> I can't stop watching that clip on 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 Twitter today, Jim. The uh, the challenge was Ian on on their their defender <laughs> goes flying. It's, it's wonderful. Forearms smashed that they were. Mick Mick McManus would have been proud of that, surely. Here's one for the kids. <laughs> one for the kids. You're right. He flattened he flattened him. It's a fair challenge, but of course nowadays you see challenges like that people you was only a small player, yeah, and he didn't half go down like a sack of shit. We did, yeah. Yeah, well, anyone else, Zion would have bounced off him. Yeah, but, he, but it's one of those things where you, yeah, where you see them given, mm. and you, think, you do, you oh do, my you God, do. Didn't we take advantage of it? Beautiful cutback by Zian. He runs into the box. Beautiful cutback. You've probably seen it a thousand times online already, dear listeners. So you won't need me to tell it to you uh, one more time. But place to Savile, Jim. And the finish was beautiful. Lovely. Um, lovely work yeah. I've done it on the wall with the Mona Lisa. That goal is wonderful. And, 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 norm- and, well, norm- and normally as well, because in, in, that was what the last minute of the stoppage time. Why would have yeah. gone to the corner flag and just stood there, wouldn't he? But, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the way he just went, oh, I'm going to go for goal here. And yeah, beautiful finish. Little, little bend around the defender, I think it was, wasn't it? And keeper had no chance because he didn't see it. And uh, yeah. cue mad celebrations again. And Well, that's what I was going to ask you boys about. I, I, I can only picture it being um, scenes, as they say, on, on the kids' say, don't they? Yeah, limbs, as they say. Yeah, like, limbs. 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 <laughs> <laughs> mental, to be quite honest. I can imagine. I don't think I've done that five yards between my seat and that uh, <laughs> area so quickly in my entire life. It, may, it was just <laughs> to me how much I actually love Millwall last night yeah. and and how lucky people are to go and watch them week in, week out. I know we yeah, well I know the football isn't brilliant and I know that people would like to see Gary Rowett out, but he isn't gonna go let's be honest about it, let's be frank. Yeah. We are not gonna pay him two million pounds to walk out the door. So we've just got to get used to it. But it's a way of but we've got to somehow come to some understanding with him that we want to see a bit more entertaining football and we want to see some results, especially at home, because our home form's woeful. He should be sacked for a home form alone, really. But we ain't gonna sack him, we've just given him five million quid to spend, which is actually a king's ransom in Millwall terms, isn't it? Mm. So we have to accept yeah. be around for a little while longer. I mean, the secret to Gary Rowett's um, continued tenure at the Den Gym is the second half that we saw last night because, you know, I mean, the first half was obviously a defensive. Um, I, I thought we were clinging on slightly. I don't know the opinions will vary on the first half, but but that second half is actually all I ask out of a Millwall side, um, which is full commitment, 
Um, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. I'd, I'd take that. But as long as we're giving 100% and we're getting the ball forward to players that at least have half an idea on, on where the goal is, then that's all I'm looking for. Um, well, I think the chant, the, the, the chant went up in the second half of we've got our Millwall back. So, first half, there's no group so fickle as, as the Millwall fans. <laughs> the, the first half is we want it, and then the second half, we've got our Millwall back. So, imagine like the 600 of us that were down there. Obviously, you know, it ticked, it ticked a box, didn't it? You know, so, absolutely, absolutely. Incidentally, you mentioned 606, including you two, of course. 612. 612. It's old six on the night. Did yeah. They? <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to take my hat off to everyone that went down there last night. Um, as I said earlier on at the start, it was a fixture I would have loved to have gone to, but uh, couldn't have done it midweek. So um, hats off to all of those six hundred and twelve uh, that made it there last the night. The official coaches apparently. Mm. I was told from the people that I was sat around. They got there three hours before kickoff. So my, so my uh, my my dad and my bro- my dad and my son were on the supporters coach. Right. And uh, yeah, they rocked up at ten past five. They arrived, and apparently there wasn't a single traffic jam on the motor. I mean, they left at ten fifteen. <laughs> I was going to say what time they set off from they London. Left at, they left at ten fifteen, and they said that they just absolutely sailed down the M four M five. Didn't stop what well, stopped at services, but in, you know mm. you'd normally expect a traffic jam somewhere on that journey, and you know they just yeah. sailed all the way through. Yeah, ten past five. Wow. But wow. but the, the the good thing is, I don't know, you know, when you. You go into like the away end before you go through the turnstiles. You get you get searched, you know, which I don't care about. But then they had like a burger van there, but they also had a bar selling ciders, beers, IPAs, and you could just stand outside before you even went in the ground. You stand out there and have a few beers and something to eat before you went into the ground, and and everyone was like congregating in the ground as well. Which, yeah, which which they're showing. Yeah, well, hopefully somebody from Millwall goes down there and takes some, yeah, well, a few notes because it was a perfect away end experience. Right? It was, it was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely enjoyed it. And now, now at half time, they just opened the doors up so you didn't have to congregate on the concourses at half time. You went outside and the bar was open outside. The, right. You know, and it was just hospitality at its almost finest for a championship level football. <laughs> Can't argue with that, Jim. No, um, couldn't. It was really, really quite the way it was done, and and everyone was quite friendly. I found, you know, yeah, talk, yeah, so. yeah. Well, then again, yeah, but they do pride themselves on being a certain way down there. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's probably about as far removed from Millwall as you can possibly <laughs> get in the terms of fans and. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and hospitality on site. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, fair play, fair play to fair play to your family for going down on the coach. Then, Jim, I didn't realise that they, everyone got there three yeah. hours beforehand. Wow. Yeah. So what happened is that when we went and bought our tickets, so we said, "Oh, can we have three tickets for Plymouth?" Yeah, three. And I was going to go on a supporters coach by then because it was the easiest way. And he, oh, we've only got two tickets left on the coach. Right. So, well, you know, you two had them and I was, so they took my how number. Did you, how did you get down there? Was it, was it on the on the National Express? Or was no, it, no, or... so, yeah, no, I was on the two Sorry. o'clock train from Paddington, right. which was very civilised. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I was on the half past midnight National Express bus from Plymouth. And uh, I, I'm, I'm staying in Bexley Heath and I got into my hotel room at quarter to eight this morning. So it's Wednesday morning. So. <laughs> Uh, that's having come from Perth in Western Australia, yeah. listeners, the most remote city yeah. in the world. Yeah, but yeah. The phrase that we use quite a lot. 
but Jim is real wool, isn't he? Real wool. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it was. A, oh, but it was one of those you had to do it. You've come. I mean, I've come. With both of us have come all this way, and you know we we're not we don't want to watch telly and watch football on the telly when we can actually get to these games, regardless of it may be a a, a difficult way. So thank you to the uh, to Aslip or it is that was striking, you know, bravo. <laughs> Well done, well done, Jim. Well done, everyone that went down there last night. Um, well done, well done, Neil. Feast for getting around there as well because you had a, you had a bus ride home with a bunch of Plymouth fans, didn't you? Oh, you mate, I got on the bus because obviously I live <laughs> right outside Plymouth. Yeah, I yeah, well, I almost live on the yeah, well, on the next authority over. I'm that far out. Right, and, uh, they were miserable. I just told them to fucking cheer up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that Ryan Lowe's T-boy had just been given a tactical masterclass by King Gary, or Hail King Gary. And, uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. It, unfortunately. We were building the gallows in the car park last Saturday, listeners, and now I, I don't know. I mean, we've got another game coming up Saturday. We've got to play whole City. I mean, all joking aside, um, that result last night lifts a huge weight of pressure off of Gary Rowett. Um, he does need a home a home performance, though, Neil, doesn't he? He needs something to sustain his momentum. Yeah, exactly. Six in 22 is not good enough. He's an absolutely appalling. And I think if he can dog out a couple of results at home mm-hmm. and a couple of results away... Yeah. Uh, but this is what he's good at. He's really good with his back against the wall of stumbling upon formats that work, as we've said. Yeah. And uh, he somehow gets out of it. It's just so frustrating because we have finished, what, three top eight finishes in his three years? Yeah, yeah, you can't argue with his numbers, yeah. Um... can't argue with his numbers. It's just last Saturday was depressing to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Off as soon as they scored. Yeah. The second goal. We just we just folded, but I mean, I, last night does I think we've got to see how we get on Saturday. It offers a glimmer of hope. It offers players. I mean, I'm, I'm just we've mentioned man of the match. I think I agree with everyone. West Harding is the only choice in town. But I did write some mentions in dispatches, which we've touched on. Ryan Leonard, Duncan, what more? I thought Bart did well last night. Chaps and Casper Denor. I mean, the whole team did okay, but I thought those were standouts from last night. But it does at least have a framework to build on. Um, and if we can bring that second half approach to the den on Saturday, you're going to find a willing audience. So, um, yeah, I think Gary may, may have, um, you know, let, let from the gallows, as, as we've said a few times. Yeah, um, that really disappointed me last night, and I was quite looking forward to watching him play with Joe Bryan. Didn't yeah. think he was. Yeah. Didn't think he was. Was he playing? Yeah, he, he was, he was, yeah. I've not been struck on. I've not been struck on Alan Campbell, to be honest. Um, and uh, he has to do something there. Uh, I, you would absolutely love Essay to do something because he looked. He came on for what five ten minutes. Fifteen years, yeah, yeah. And he, you could see that he wanted a ball. He run yeah. and. We've got same with Marku as well, chaps. I mean, both of these are hungry boys. I, I, I do, I do. I can't remember who said it about um, the 
the experience of championship defenders. So you've got to, uh, I get that you've got to um, use them wisely. Um, they've got to build their own experience of playing against these kinds of players. But they're not going to do that sat on the bench. So well, last I would love to see a chance because actually Plymouth's weakness is actually their defenders. Yeah. And uh, that would have been a good chance to have given him. You've got to feel sorry for Nisbet, actually. He runs and runs and runs and doesn't seem to see an awful lot of the ball, does he? It's, it's almost as if no one likes to likes him because, like you know, he's in them spaces and he makes he makes the runs and makes you know in them channels, but they're just not spotting it. And we're, you know, but but I just go back to SA and and Marco. It's, you obviously have seen a lot more than I have, you two, but. Where do you see their actual proper positions, you know, from now and in the next couple of years? I mean, is, are they centre forwards? Are they wingers? Are they number? I hate to use the phrase number tens because I'm old school. But where, where, where are they? Where do you I'm, think they'll end up playing? I mean, Watmore did well yesterday, Jim. Um, um, I thought Watmore did well yesterday. So, but that would be where I would have wanted to have seen Imarku play, which is a forwards position, really, mm. isn't it? Alongside Nisbet. Um, SA, yeah, I mean, I think he's probably still finding a role. I mean, he's, he is one of these players that, I don't know if you'd agree with this, Neil, but you can probably put him anywhere in an attacking position. He's going to do his level best to create and to cause problems. I suppose you're probably looking at where Zian Fleming would play, which is just behind the front two, isn't it? Um, that would probably be where Roman SA might think that he would fit into the team, but he's, you know, no vacancy, obviously, with Zian at the moment. But you can probably play him pretty much anywhere in an attacking mode, but best, I think, would be, which I think is the number 10 that, that Jim Jim just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if Jim noticed it last night, but Romain Eze's actually got a twin brother called Roman Eze. Oh. When he came on. <laughs> I'm, going fucking right. I'm still jet-lagged from my journey home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably... Probably in that kind of position, but well, that's just behind the front too. Yeah, let's be honest about it. If he doesn't go next summer, he will go very, very soon because he's far too good to be playing in the championship. Well, he's part of the England under under nineteen scene. Mm. I imagine it'll be under twenty one very, very shortly. And again, it will probably do him some good to actually spend a couple of years in our first team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get the experience yeah. because because if somebody would like Liverpool was to sign him, uh, well they'd only send him out on loan, so you might as well just leave him here for a couple of years. It did Harry Kane a power of good nil, didn't it? You know, to play a few years or put a season for Millwall anyway. It did. Um, just got a selection of um, some of the comments online. There's so many. This is, I won't go through too many, but uh, just looking at uh, Scott Barnard, who I think was a, he's on the Chef, on the MasterChef programme, um, t- mentioned the, the challenge from Zian on the 29 for Plymouth. He's, he folded him in half like an ironing board, which I think is quite a nice, <laughs> quite a nice um, turn of phrase there, Scott. Uh, Jenko says, if there are 10 million Casper de Noor fans, I don't think there are, I am one of them. If there are 10 Casper de Noor fans, I am one of them. If there is one Casper de Noor fan, I am that fan. And if there are no Casper de Noor fans, then I am dead. Poetry. I like that. I like the more play. And um, one of the great recent players. One last one. Um, Shane Todd Slaughter. Great name. 
Shane Todd Slaughter. If you get Zian to give our goal defender a forearm smash that Mick McManus will be proud of, I'll score a goal for him. This was the, the comment that um, he thinks that um, uh, Jules Savile may have. And no place for Jules Savile last night, boys. I mean, he, he came here obviously to score the goal. Um, again, maybe that's something that Gary Rowett will dwell on um, for Saturday's side. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, I think we'll I think you'll probably need to make some changes because we're not that good with three games in a week. What I couldn't mm-hmm. believe was Plymouth actually played Hull on last Saturday, and and apparently they flew up there but got the coach back. Right, did they? That seems like the wrong way round. I'd have done it the other way round, wouldn't you? But anyway, I think absolutely mad. But this run of games is. He's going to have to make some changes for the weekend, I'd have thought. And I'd have thought that George Savile's uh, virtuoso goal performance last night will actually put him in for a start. Should be in contention. Why he's not been in contention is the word I was looking for, yeah. Speculation on online. Um, one last one. I just want to say, well done, Big Paul. He's done like a, 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 a the film cliffhanger, Jim. He's got which I think was Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. But anyways, he somehow has transposed Gary Rowett's head onto Sly Stallone's body. Um, but it's given it a slightly camp kind of quality. He's almost kind of like doing a teapot type pose in this. Uh, an avalanche of frills. Gary Rowett's cliffhanger. Um, so I quite like that. Hanging on by his um, fingertips. Yeah, hang on. You don't have to see it. This is probably not the medium for, for that particular <laughs> meme, listeners. You've got to describe it in a, to that extent. Um, Jim. Big thank you for coming on the show, mate. You must be exhausted. Thanks for the invite. It's always a pleasure. Good to have you on, mate. Uh, Keep in touch when you're back home. Uh, When when did you you fly back? Um, Monday Monday the 16th. So we've got Millwall on Saturday. Um, We've got a couple of other games that uh, we'll be going to. But um, uh, next Friday at Wembley Stadium, England versus Australia. In a, wow. in a friendly international, wow. so uh, we yeah. we deliberately just held back going home till after that um, international game. So, um, yeah, who are you going to support? And uh, <laughs> well, we're in the England end fist, but um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's you know, I, I am technically, you know, I've had the operation and I've got my Aussie passport back. You know, <laughs> but, so I'll, I'll go. Can I can I go for a, a rivet in and I'll take the splinters out of my ass. Four four draw, you know. Four four draw. I like that. I like that. Yeah, but that means your won't get burnt down when you get back. <laughs> good to have you on, mate, and good to have you uh, too, Fizz. Thank you for joining us today. You want the answer to the question that I started the show off with, dear listeners? Anyone who hasn't got this didn't really live in the in the eighties uh, and nineties. I don't think this was um, an Arsenal uh, defender, fullback, steady, solid. Um, played 458 games, wow, 458 for Arsenal between 88 and 2002, before that Stoke City, uh, Berry, and 22 times the English national team. It was, of course, match of the day pundits, Lee Dixon, Lee Dixon, anyone didn't get that, is too young for the show. I don't think it's a part of your our demographic, you should be listening to other TikTok or uh, YouTube podcasts, not have done well if you didn't get that question. <laughs> Big thank you to you too, dear listeners, for joining us on the show today. We'll be back at the weekend after the visit of, of Hull City to the Den. So until the next edition of the show, it's uh, from uh, Jim. Do you want to say Arrivederci Millwall, Jim? Uh, g'day, guys, and uh, welcome and uh, goodbye <laughs> and Arrivederci Millwall. <laughs> and it's good night from the history big dog himself, Neil Fizz.
Yeah, there's actually one thing I want to say is... Oh, go on, go on, sorry. How's H today? Because I can't look that result so well. I'll have to edit all this bit out now because we've got to dwell on the, the, the whole idea of Millwall fans that want Gary Rowett out and therefore do you or should you, is it morally correct to want us to lose in order to hasten the end of um, of, of Gary Rowett? Um, maybe we should hold that off to another another edition of the show sounds like an yeah. international break special one because <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't understand how you can you want, want us to lose but anyway that's yeah well I'll i think I'll... goodbye then <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, <laughs> thank you dear listeners this is not quite the end of the show listen this is like when bands go off saying thank you london and then they come back on again 10 seconds later or 30 seconds or a minute, depending on the volume of the applause and the, the scale of the artist. Um, so, no, we actually do have a selection of voicemails sent to me for you. Um, so I'm going to run the jingle and then we're going to lead off with our first voicemail, which is from Jim Hackett, dear listeners. So we're back very shortly with Jim. Morning, Nick. Jim Hackett here after uh, a good night of three points and everybody being very happy, I think. Um, positive to take from that last night. Obviously, he was getting the three points. Um, I thought more as individuals, I think, than, than as a team performance. But um, Bart, um, thankfully, had a, a decent evening where he, he kept everything out that was fired at him. Um, they did have a couple of shots that went slightly wide that, that might have given him more problems, but overall, he was okay. And the one thing I say about Bart, for whatever reason, his kicking seems to have come on a bundle. So, you know, whatever went on with Long has obviously transferred itself onto him. So, that's one good thing. And I thought um, Ryan Leonard, again, top draw. You know, we talk about leadership on the field and he's leading with performance. I don't know how loud he is and how sort of... Uh, much he gets in players' faces, but he certainly uh, fights for for every yard that he can get, and and he's uh, a top player. When he went down injured in the second half, suddenly had this feeling that that could be the the problem for him. But he got back up and uh, carried on going. So great stuff from Ryan Leonard. And then obviously, I think everybody will say about Wes Harding. How has he not had a game up to now? And then when he does get on, he plays like that, and and it's even more frustrating that we've thrown games away based on poor defending and uh, lack of pace and poor decision-making. And yet, last night, he had a bit of everything in there. He made that one fantastic challenge in the box that, that went out for a corner. But he uh, he certainly played up to his position last night and uh, he was a welcome addition to to our back four. As for the, the rest of them, I think Joe Bryan, again, just he's a 60-minute player at the moment, isn't he? I don't know why he hasn't got more. Maybe it's because of that wing-back position and he's getting slightly older, but... You know, he, he's decent, he's got a, a pass in him, he's got nice control, but he just runs out of steam. But, you know, I'd, I'll take the 60 minutes over what we've had previously. I think um, one of the bigger issues as the night went on was when he did eventually get replaced and, and Murray went in there. That was a bit of a surprise to me because the one thing that, that Plymouth did have on that side was somebody wanted to take on the fullback. And, you know, Murray, unfortunately, that is his weaker part of his game where he can't keep up with players who've got any pace or any little tricks. He will get caught out and he did get caught out towards the end where he, he gave a stupid foul away because he just couldn't stay with the man. But 
you know, if you've got Longman on the bench, why wouldn't he have put him on then instead of, of Murray? But that might be being churlish, but I suppose it's going through everything with uh, in detail, isn't it? Just to to satisfy ourselves. Uh, midfield, again, Denor, Campbell did their bit. Uh, Denor really does look like a Millwall player, doesn't he? He gets the ball, gives it, likes to put a little bit of bite into his game and uh, he's looking good for me. And, and Campbell... Maybe getting fitter, coming into the game more. But it's just, for me, every now and then, there's a little bit of quality missing. But he does make forward runs. So he, he takes players away and he gets in behind. And a couple of times he did it yesterday and it was just his touch let him down or his pass let him down. But there's a, there's something in there still. And then, obviously, we come on to the mighty Zian. Really innocuous, I thought, in the first half. Um, he looked, not lost, but he looked like a little... Uh, a little weaker than he has done, you know, in in last season and a lot of this season. And all of a sudden, that one thing where he made his forward movement, got the the pass off of Watmore, and then stuck it in the net. And suddenly, you could see Zian Fleming sprout out again, and he then become a man in a boys' game because everything else after that, everything he touched, everything he um, did, seemed to to have a spring in it. And and that challenge at the end, I mean. God knows how he got away with it, but you know the, the the challenge was something that he hadn't been doing, and if he had been doing it, he'd been pulled up for it. So maybe last night could be the turn of luck that that Zian's been looking for, and and that we've obviously all been looking for as well. So long may it continue. And then what more Nesbit up front? I thought what more again busy, gives a lot of ball away, does things that 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 are a little bit too quick sometimes for for what he's trying to do, but. Then if he can just do that one thing which he did to set up the goal for Fleming, then I think we'd all take that. And Nesbitt just, I think he's just at the moment, I think he's just having to do a, a, a lot of work for a little reward. But hopefully in time it will come. And, you know, as a group, I think um, they got away with it last night against Plymouth. I think Plymouth, their sort of front five, flexible, fluid, very tricky, but very individual. And I suppose that is the one thing that... that stop them from stomping on us because you know that you look to them individually they could all beat a man they're all very bright all very uh, happy to move all over the place to get on the ball and not afraid to take a shot or play little one twos around the box the one thing they didn't have was experience i think and and that will come over time but you know i think, I think they're going to be a team that will damage teams you can see how they beat norwich 6-2 because they'll score goals with a lot of their their playing the last third but you know we got away with it a couple of times but at the end of the day you know a, a game of football will uh, will turn out that way sometimes i watched it on the the Plymouth Argyle TV and and it was interesting that even though they got beat and you know they, they weren't happy about being beaten by Millwall obviously but that the positivity still on the the way they played and they acknowledge, you know, with a little bit more luck, they, they could have got somebody out of the game and probably should have won the game. But they certainly didn't slug the players off. They didn't get stuck into them. They acknowledged that they were, you know, just unlucky on the night. And and they gave Millwall credit, you know, for for digging it through. And, uh, and that's a good thing. So, overall, good three points. Obviously, we now get prepared to get the big disappointment on Saturday and uh, then we'll be back on Sunday all giving it the right out chant. OK, so... Good luck, Millwall. See you Saturday. Bye-bye. Huge thank you to Jim. Um, always in-depth, Jim. And I like I like uh, 
Jim Hackett's contributions to the show. They they bring something, um, some expertise, uh, and, I, and I like that. Um, just talking about Murray, yeah, he, he does get caught a bit by pace, doesn't he? Um, I, I I think maybe um, like a lot of our defenders, uh, he, he looks a little bit um, creaky. Time is, is creeping up on on uh, Jake, and certainly Sean Hutchinson, even though he's out at the moment. Um, interesting to see Wes Harding take the field. We've really praised him a lot in the conversation with Jim and Neil, um, but I thought he did bring some much needed leadership to that back line. So, um, you know, um, Murray Wallace will always be found out by pace. Big problem, big problem, but there we are. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was Casper uh, Denor. Um, I saw online today someone mentioned how um, he interacts well with fans on Twitter, on social media. I had a quick look at his, his account and yeah, he does take time to uh, like messages of support and all this kind of thing. It's nice to see, um, you know, message before the game last night from Casper uh, praising the support, stuff like that. Um, I think he's going to be a real player for us, Casper Denor, and he seems to have the, the the kind of common touch, if that's the right phrase, turn of phrase to use. So um, big, big shout out to Casper Denor, who played very well last night. Um, onwards with the, the voice notes, dear listeners. Big thank you to everyone for sending in these voice messages. You can do that via X, Twitter, as I'd still call it. Um, you can send me a direct message, and there's a small squiggly sound line option in the corner of the uh, the direct message on Twitter, at Achtung Millwall on Twitter, on X. Uh, if you press that squiggly line, then you can speak into the uh, the the, uh, the microphone and send it send a message um, if you s- stop for some reason you just send another message and so it goes so I appreciate everyone that's that sent Twitter messages to me and on the next subject will be the next couple of messages which are from uh, Joe Chats in Chicago big shout out to, to Joe and all of our American listeners actually as well as Craig Jones who resides somewhere it sounds like a wartime broadcast now somewhere in the western part of England. But leading us off in this little group of messages is the one and only Big Paul, creator of that meme that made me laugh so much, uh, Paul, of uh, Gary Rowett, cast of uh, Sylvester Stallone in Cliffhanger. Really like that one, mate. More of the same. So Big Paul, then it's going to be Joe and Craig. Evening, Bish. Thought I'd message. I won't want to be one of these buds who just messages when we uh, when we lose. So, uh, yeah, fair play. You know what, we'll ask for a bit of blood and thunder and, well, you see from um, Zian's tackle there, um, tackle, body slam, whatever you want to call it, it, it was there. They, where's Arden? That's off to him because, um, and the rest of them, mate, they worked hard. Fair play. When I, when I see the um, the lineup, I said to a few of my pals, I said, we'll win 1-0. I was right, I mean, we won 2-0, but, I mean, you just felt like that was that was Rowett all over there. You know what I mean? He's going to, just when you write him off, I've done it a couple of times already. I should know better. And you think, right, and he does it. I've called him Saturday, it'll be nil-nil. Hull at home, nil-nil. Um, let's see. But, uh, no, fair play, mate. They worked hard. They give, That's that's what we want to see from the team. Them working hard like that. You know, um, do you know what? We just hope we can see it Saturday at the Den. For fuck's sake. Anyway, have a good evening. The morning after the night before, with still the little bit of a voice that I have left, um... That was a good win. That was a good win. Although the first half, after the first half, 
I wasn't so sure, although I was beginning to have kittens through most of the second half when we were winding it up. Um, we'll focus on the negatives first. Um, the way that we played in the first half definitely invited Plymouth to come and attack. Um, no, Gary Rowett talked about riding the storm in his post-match interview, but we were just far too compact. We were so closed in the middle, allowing their their wingers to just bomb ahead and at times they they gave me kittens whenever they were running straight at Danny Mac, but he seemed to cope pretty well. But yeah, it was it was hard to watch a lot of backs to the wall stuff. We had one good chance, but it was pretty much straight at the keeper. But otherwise, yeah, I was I was fearing the worst when they got that free kick right at the end of the first half. But to what Bart was fantastic, he pulled off at least four brilliant saves from from start to finish. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly in terms of us trying to play, the lack of movement, the lack of wing play, being able to stretch and, and play, playing too much in the middle or playing in little setups um, as if we're in the warm-up was hard to hard to deal with and not really knowing what to do. A lot of what more on the ball and trying to turn hit defenders um, was really, really hard to watch. Um, now the positives... That reaction in the second half was fantastic. Um, we took advantage of the fact that Plymouth were really blowing um, halfway through the second half. They they looked pretty leggy after probably putting in maximum effort in that first half. And really, we were so positive, so good going forward. And that passed by what was Zian Fleming, where Zian is the best at playing in the middle was absolute class, including the little dink. And it was just, it was refreshing because we started actually using the wing a little bit more. We, we began to stretch Plymouth a little bit more. Um, it was still, at times, a little bit dicey, um, certainly towards the end of the second half when Plymouth got a, a second wind. Um, but the the biggest, biggest positive was Wes Harding. What an absolute beast of a performance that was. Barely anything went past him. Every every block that he put in, the tracking of of their forwards, was brilliant. He was so he read the game so well, as well. His anticipation, being able to stand, and I would say the whole back line did well with any kind of blocked shots. Um, again, when they, they were giving me kittens, uh, I think my mates who were with me could testify to that. Um, but, yeah, absolute beast of a performance by Wes. Um, if he doesn't start the next game against Hull, I will be appalled because he absolutely took this chance with both hands and that starting starting position in the middle of the back three is his and only his now. Um, that was the best for us. That, that and Bart saves and uh, the goals. Good to see Sav get on and score a goal. Um yeah, just just muscling off that defender at the end was absolute class. Um, and it looked like he had a bit of a yeah, he had a bit of a nasty streak in him last night in the second half, which was good to see. A bit of um, yeah, a little bit of bullishness by him, which has been needed. That that's what we've really needed to see from him. And I can't say any more than that. That was fantastic. Come on, you lions! Hello, Joe from Chicago here. What a day! What a win. 2-0 at Plymouth Argyle. I don't know what's 
wrong with this team, how they can beat this team, and not Swansea at home. Uh, that's a different issue, but I'm going to choose to enjoy today. Uh, I really hope we don't play with that five in the back, uh, back at home. It won't work. Uh, road teams will come out more aggressively, and uh, Millwall will pay for that. But that's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, really, really loved what I saw from Zeon Fleming, obviously. Duncan Watmore, who I've been giving crap to all year, played probably his best game of the season. Saville coming on at the end and scoring. I don't know why he's not starting, but oh well, we'll deal with that another day. Uh, it worked. It worked. And Rowett has earned himself another week or so, or at least through the international break. And this team is going to be in competition at all parts of the championship table. I'm excited to see how it goes, but uh, come on, you Lions. That was a nice weekday victory. Cheers. Stay safe, y'all. What a character, Joe. is. one of the joys of doing these kinds of shows, listeners. Uh, is that you get to meet and hear from and interact with all sorts of people. And thanks to the miracle of the internet, um, all over the world. Um, I find it endlessly fascinating that people, you listen to the show, which I produce here in Beckton, they're listening to it in downtown Chicago or uh, Australia. And, you know, the the, uh, ACAST website often presents a map of places where the show has been listened to. And it never ceases to fascinate me that someone in Guam or, um, I don't know, South Korea or, you know, a a town in southern India or something has listened to this show um, and you just want to reach out to those people. In fact, if you are listening from places like Guam or Bangalore or Bengaluru and wherever else ascension island get in touch with me um direct message me on on um on on twitter on x dear listeners send me a direct message i'd love to talk to you and find out what the link is with millwall and why you're listening um these are fascinating things big thank you to joe big thank you to to big paul um i make you right paul about blood and thunder that's what has been missing for some time from the den we had a touch of it last season mate didn't we when we played sheffield united which is one of the games that really stands out in my recent memory such as i have a recent memory these days um because it was as gary rowett disparaged it afterwards it was uh, Millwall chaos and that Millwall chaos and we saw uh, it wasn't chaos last night but it was certainly blood and thunder last night um that's why we followed the lions that's the whole point of Millwall. it should be the point every club should have its own identity and that should be our identity and that's what's gone walkabouts in recent times so yeah the blood and thunder and the hard work thing that you mentioned paul um i'm 100 with you there mate that's that's precisely why we all follow the lines through thick and thin um and yeah uh craig yeah west harding we've mentioned west harding already in the conversation with neil and jimmy um i want to you know just back up what you said there where has he been we saw him at Birmingham I thought he did very well and then for reasons best known to Gary Rowett he hasn't been picked pick him Saturday Gary pick him Saturday mate because uh, if you don't pick him Saturday I shall question your uh, your sanity um, anyway last uh, couple of messages now next up we've got uh, Matt Richards and then we'll finish off today's show with Angelo Miliotto so next up is Matt Matt Richards oh Nick Matt Richards, um, just dialing in my thoughts after yesterday's game. Um, 
first of all, yeah, I, mean, I didn't go down there. Um, so first of all, well done to everybody. The 600 that went down there, amazing support, superb. Um, really good result. Uh, I, I think it's, you know, it's. I try not to get too upset when we lose. And I try not to get too optimistic, excited when, when we win. Um, and, you know, obviously the performances recently, no one's really going to get excited after yesterday. But but the real difference is we took our chances. You know, we, we, we had 22 shots on Saturday and we didn't score one. We had something like seven, I think, last night and we scored two goals. You know, it's it's taking your chances and not making stupid mistakes. You know, we rode our luck last night. We, we did and Bart made some really good saves. I don't know if he got enough credit really online yesterday. Uh, people were rightly going on about Harding and uh, Watmore and Dinore and and Fleming and stuff like that. But Bart did really well. But there's no stupid mistakes. And we took our chances. I mean, Plymouth, I think, had 22 shots last night. We had 22 shots last Saturday. You know, and that shows you the big difference it makes um so i'm not you know i'm not saying this is the corner turn far from it because we what we need is consistency you know and it's we need to take that forward and take it into saturday and and play you know on the front foot and and take our chances that's what we need to do and once we start building up those results then confidence continues and hopefully we'll go on a good run um but yeah, it's it's um it's good to see. I think confidence is going to be okay as well, and I think it's interesting. And you know, I'm not saying it's I don't know what the answer is to this, but home form. You know, why is it? Is it players are just nervous or not, they lack confidence at home because they're worried about what fans are going to say? You know, I don't I don't know what it is. You know, and players need to be resilient. They get paid a lot of money, but they're human beings at the end of the day, aren't they? And you know, maybe that that that. Everything that's going on, maybe that affects players on the pitch. I don't know, um, you know. So that's why I kind of I've always been there to support the team and back them one hundred percent. You know, if people don't like the manager, fair enough, but you got to get behind the team. Anyway, let's let's leave it for now and um, onwards and upwards. Good result. Let's take it forward. Let's get another three points on Saturday. That's what we all want, don't we? Anyway, that's it for me. Cheers, Nick. Come on, your lines. Hi, Nick. Angelo here, mate. Um, how great are days the day after when we win, mate? Everyone's positive now, which is good. We just want positivity. Uh, yeah, brilliant result, mate. Um, just want to say well done to the guys. Well done to all the fans that, that went down there. That is a mission. 606 fans. It's incredible. Um, so, yeah, super, super, super evening. A uh, couple of special mentions. Um, that what more? The way he controlled that ball and he slipped it to Fleming, was outstanding, brilliant. Um, great finish by Fleming, it's like the Fleming of last season. Um, couple of standout players, obviously, um, I thought, I thought obviously, uh, Watmore was very good, I thought Fleming was better. Uh, that tackle from Wes Harding, absolutely fantastic, mate. Another solid performance from Leonard. Um, I'm glad the Millwall fans have found a song for Casper Denor. He's uh, he's quickly becoming my favourite player. Uh, but yeah, all positive, all lovely. Uh, let's hope this continues on Saturday. All right, come on, you lines. Great stuff from Angelo there. Just to conclude the show, um, just want to second. I think we've mentioned the fans already that travelled down there. 
Um, I can't remember if we mentioned the chat from Sydney. I believe Jimmy said that there's another Aussie fan in the crowd at Plymouth, and I believe he said his name is Jake, but I could have that wrong. Um, but he was shown on, on the social media with an Australian flag um, at the Plymouth Plymouth game last night. So big shout out if it's Jake, big shout out Jake if it's not, to that Aussie fan of Millwall. Um, but all 612, as I, as I found out, that went down there last night. Um, make it right about the ball from Duncan Watmore, Angelo. Um, it was mentioned already, but I'll mention it again because it was that good. I've been watching the clips of the two goals, actually, but particularly that that first goal because that through ball was, um, was wonderful and, you know, so refreshing after what seemed like we've been stumbling through the uh, the Kalahari Desert for some while now to stumble upon an oasis with, um, you know, thrice Turkish delight music and dancing um, going on there. Um, that's what that ball was like last night for me. That's the kind of imagery that goes through my head, dear listeners, in moments like that. Casper um, de Noor, we've mentioned already, but Seven Nation Army song for Casper de Noor is, you know, uh, up my street. I like it. Good stuff. Much better than Gary Rowe at your football is shit. There we are, dear listeners. Uh, that's going to really is the end of today's show. I did a kind of like a, an encore like they do at the, the Hamsmith Odeon. Does that still exist? It's the Apollo now. Um, go off, come back on again when the crowd doesn't stop clapping. So here we are again for a bit more Act on Mule. Until next edition of the show, which will be at the weekend, it's a Riva Dirty Mule from me, Nick Hart. Bye for now. <laughs>